0: 是 <laughs> What's up everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host Zach Guggenheim. Week 5 picks coming your way as well as power rankings and my national top 10. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify. Leave a review. uh, Let me know what you think about the pod. Send me an email, BigTenFootballTalk at gmail.com. It is Friday morning, which means we are... A day removed, or a day away, I should say, from week five, it feels like the college football season is just flying by. And it's been, in in a lot of ways, it's been really, really fun. In other ways, I still feel like we don't know a lot. And part of that is the reality of a lot of non-conference games are between power five teams and group of five teams but also there just seems to be a lot of parity in college football beyond not that's not including the top 3 teams. And I mentioned this a little bit in my recap video uh, recap pod, but I think Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama have kind of separated themselves a bit from everybody else. Doesn't mean that other teams can't come up and get them. It doesn't mean that, that they those are going to be the three teams that are in the playoff definitively. But the reality is right now, all three of those teams have really shown dominance in ways that I think other teams have not. I think there have been flashes from other teams, certainly. Michigan, Penn State, I you know, I think USC outside of Oregon State last week. But we've, we just see a lot more holes, I think, in a number of teams than most, aside from Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. You know, I think all three of those teams—they—they they have some weaknesses, sure, but they're not nearly as pronounced. So, I mentioned it on the recap pod. The top ten was really hard for me this week. I have four Big Ten teams in the top ten, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a minute. But I want to start with my power rankings because the Big Ten power rankings have also been very hard for me to figure out outside of the top four. I think the top four are very, very easy. So I'm going to start with my top four. I'm going to go in a a different order. I typically go from the bottom up. But the reality is I think outside of the top four, I think it's really hard to figure out who's who. So number one is clear, I think, is Ohio State. Just absolutely demoralized Wisconsin. Anyone who sees the 21 by Wisconsin and thinks, oh, well, you know, Ohio State's defense is bad. Listen, it was 45-7 going into the fourth quarter. The game was over. Backups started going in, I think, halfway through the fourth when uh, Allen, uh, Braylon Allen broke off a 75-yard touchdown. It It was not that close. Ohio State could have named the score if they wanted to. So they're clear number one. I was very very close to putting Penn State number 2. But I I kept Michigan there cuz I think Maryland is better than people think. And I think that's a good win for Michigan. I think they they're going to get a very different test this week against Iowa, going to Iowa. Uh but I you know, I think it's a good win and they did pull away by two scores late in that game. Maryland obviously came back and made it a, a touchdown game at the end. But I, you know, until I see more, I've got Michigan at two. I have Penn State at three. I think Penn State has been very, very good, although I think they've been a little inconsistent, but they've been inconsistent. Uh their inconsistencies don't concern me yet. I want to see if they can run the ball against. Uh, better teams, which we're not really going to see this weekend because they play Northwestern. Northwestern stinks. No offense to Wildcat fans, but you guys, it's just it's just a reality. And then number four is Minnesota. Minnesota beat three really bad teams, and then they beat Michigan State like a drum. Uh, it wasn't, I mean, they just beat them down. I mean it is 34-0 before Michigan State scored a a junk time uh garbage time touchdown. So I they beat them worse than Washington did. And I think Washington is good. I I wonder if Minnesota's better. And that you know that's saying something. Like the Spartans went on the road and struggled against the Huskies. Minnesota went to Spartan Stadium and smacked him in the mouth. So that Minnesota, I've got Minnesota at four. After that, I feel like five through honestly five through fourteen is just kind of interchangeable. Um, I I think Nebraska and Northwestern are very clearly thirteen and fourteen. I I should say that, but beyond that, I don't I don't know. Uh, I I I'll start with five. I have got Maryland at five, just because they stuck pretty close with, uh, with Michigan, and I think they do have a lot of talent. Uh, outside, I think Tunga though he's mistake prone, he has probably the most natural talent at quarterback outside those top four teams. So I've got them at five. I have Wisconsin at six, again. I think they probably have the the most raw talent on the lines and at linebacker, though it's young. They have a really good running back in Braylon Allen, so I've got Wisconsin at six. But again, you know they just got their 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 doors blown off. I'm not so sure they escape Illinois with a win. So, but I've got Wisconsin at six for now. I have Iowa at seven, which should tell you. All there is to know about the rest of the Big Ten, because Iowa's offense is abysmal. They have the worst yards per play in the nation on offense. 4.1 yards per play on offense. It is abysmal. It's awful. It's awful. So, but But Iowa's defense and special teams are great. Because, of course they are. It's Iowa. So... I've got Iowa at seven. I've Illinois at eight. I I do think Illinois is is better than people thought they'd be. I think they have playmakers. I think their lines are a little bit better than people realized. I honestly think they should probably be sitting at four and zero right now. I've said this for weeks now. I thought I think Indiana got away with one. I think Illinois is the better team. I think they win win that game seven or eight out of time eight times out of ten. So I, I, I've got Illinois at eight. I've got Purdue at nine. I don't, I, you know, I need to, I said I need to look up the Aiden O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell injury, and I'm going to do that right now. Um, but Purdue was not, uh, w- was not great against Florida Atlantic. It, it, it looks like there's plans in place for Purdue in case he can't go this week. For uh, against Minnesota, so I I'm not sure if he's going to play. It looks like he's week to week at this point. So I've got I've got Purdue at nine. I think they have room to drop, especially if Aiden O'Connell can't go. I've got Michigan State at ten. They've looked exceedingly mediocre, to possibly even downright bad. Quite honestly, against Washington. And Minnesota. Now, I think Washington and Minnesota are good teams. Like, I think Minnesota – I think – Minnesota. like, and I said this before, I think Minnesota might be the class in the West. They have a really – they have a couple of really good running backs. They have a really, really good center. Uh, I think their wide receivers are underrated, although Ottman Bell is out for the season. Tanner Morgan is a steady quarterback, and when he's playing – like, and he can have stretches where he plays at a high level – and I think their defense is better than ever, better than expected. So to lose to Minnesota is not bad. To lose to Washington is not bad. It's just how they lost. I mean, they they had no shot in either of those games. So I, again, Michigan State's secondary is not good. I think Peyton Thorne is hit or miss at quarterback. I think their wideouts are a little suspect. You know, Jaden Reed hasn't been in the past couple weeks. And Jalen Berger is not Kenneth Walker. Broussard is not Kenneth Walker. So they just they're not. They they have regressed to where I thought they'd be a year ago. And so I wouldn't say completely regressed, because I thought Michigan State would go like one and ten last year. But they're not as good as we thought. Um Indiana's at eleven. I think honestly we could see them down by 13 and 14 by the next few weeks. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more in the picks. I've got Rutgers at 12 Northwestern, at 13 Nebraska at 14. Um, I do expect, I'll just be honest. I expect in the next few weeks to see Indiana Northwestern and Rutgers kind of being the bottom three. And that's not to say, I, I think Nebraska might get a couple wins here, uh, to, to help their, help their cause. I, I'm curious to see how Nebraska turns things around as Mickey Joseph kind of gets more of his infusion of his personality and his identity into this team. You know, they had a bye week this past week, so I might be a little maybe too high on Nebraska and Mickey Joseph, but the fact that he actually took ownership, that that gives me a lot of optimism. So my national top 10, I'm gonna start from the top to the bottom because again, I think the top is the clearest thing. I've got Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, 1, 2, and 3. I think you could really consider them 1A, 1B, and 1C. I've got Michigan, 4. That didn't change from last week. I have Penn State, 5. That also didn't change from last week. Uh, I know that's high for Penn State. Most people either don't have Penn State in the top 10 or just on the cusp. I still think the way that they handled Auburn, and I get it, Auburn's not very good, but they have at least some talent. And I think Penn State showed that they have, when they're playing their A game, they have a really good offensive line, they have a good defensive line, and they they have some really, really key freshmen at spots who are dynamic. Um, So I I like Penn State, um, although I I think, again, I think four four through ten, I think, can be interchangeable. So Michigan four, Penn State five, Tennessee six, good win against Florida. Uh, Last week. Clemson at 7. I get that they beat Wake Forest. But at this point, I don't know if Clemson does anything elite. Except maybe defensive line. The defense that I thought would be really good. I mean, they gave up uh, 38 points in regulation to Wake Forest. Like, Wake Forest is good. But... And they're good offensively, but for them to give up 38 points when they're supposed to have an elite defense, like I don't think DJ Uyunglele has has been great. I think he's been, a, I think he's been decent, but I, um, I'm not picking this game. But I would not be surprised if Clemson loses this week to NC State. So I've got Clemson at seven, Kentucky at eight. Again, I, I really hesitate to put them there because they just struggled with Northern Illinois. But sure, like Kentucky has a win against Florida. USC at nine, again, because they're undefeated. Uh, and at times their offense looks explosive, but apparently not against Oregon State. And then at number 10, this might be my big 10 bias. I've got Minnesota. Like I I thought they looked dominant against Michigan State. And I know they haven't beaten anybody else. But I, up to this point, like, who else are you going to put there? Um, and I know Minnesota's way down in the rankings, but if I'm honest, like, at this point, it's like Minnesota or maybe Utah, and Utah's lost one already, or Oregon, and, you know, Oregon got crushed by Georgia. So I, right now, I've got Minnesota 10. I'm not sure how long that'll stay, but that's, those, that's my top 10. Those are my Big Ten Power Rankings. Let me take a quick break, and then we will get to picks for week five. Welcome back to the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. I think really intriguing matchups that will help us understand more of the state of the Big Ten beyond Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Uh, Even, I think, Minnesota we're going to learn more about this week. Obviously, they had the big win uh, last week against Michigan State. But I think some uh, just a really neat matchup for them with Purdue this week. And that's where we'll, where we'll start. We'll start with Purdue at number 21, Minnesota. It's a 12 p.m. kick on ESPN2. Minnesota is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. I think if Aiden O'Connell can go, I think this is a one-score game. I think if he can't, I think Minnesota probably pulls away a bit. I'm, I'm banking – on Aiden O'Connell starting that may not be the right the right decision but it's a west game honestly Purdue can get back in the Big 10 West race and i mean if they beat Minnesota even though they'd be one and one in the Big 10 they might end up becoming the front runner of the west if they could pull off the upset against Minnesota i don't think that happens i think even with Aiden O'Connell in i think Minnesota wins a close one if Aiden O'Connell plays plays i've got 27-21. Minnesota, Minnesota's offense is just, I think, too much, particularly the running game of Trey Potts, Mo Ibrahim, and then play action off of that with Tanner Morgan hitting his guys. Uh, one, thing, one thing to note, though, I, I, I don't think Minnesota has faced a receiver yet and the caliber of Charlie Jones and the way that Charlie Jones and Payne Durham. I think both those guys could be uh, problems for Minnesota's defense. So watch out for that. Also at 12 p.m., Illinois at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a seven-point favorite. The game's on the Big Ten Network, as I mentioned. I I think this is a trouble game for Wisconsin. Illinois, I think, reasonably could be 4-0 right now. They should have beaten Indiana. I thought they were in control of that game, and Indiana w- made a push late to win that game. Wisconsin, I think, I think they're going to be good, but they're young. They're not as good as they were last year. I still think Graham Mertz is living off of his performance against Illinois in 2020, where he was 20 of 21 through five touchdowns. I think Illinois defensively is a little bit better than they were 2 years ago and I'm not sure that Wisconsin is going to be able to stop Chase Brown and the running game as well as Illinois playmakers on the outside. I- Illinois they're not they're not going to win the West this year, but I do think they're more improved than people realize. And this maybe this is too much to ask. I think Illinois gets the upset on Wisconsin. I just don't think Wisconsin offensively will be able to do enough to to really to really threaten Illinois to unload the box with Braylon Allen. Like I think Graham Mertz is, is good. Like he's he's a good Big Ten quarterback, which quite honestly, no offense to the Big Ten fans out there. That's not saying much I think Illinois will be able to ground and pound their way to a to a win I've got Illinois 24, Wisconsin 20. And they get, they get the job done. They get an upset. So Illinois up 24-20 to 20 on Wisconsin. Also at 12 o'clock, it's the big noon kickoff game on Fox. Number four, Michigan at Iowa with Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt on the call. Michigan is an 11-point favorite. This is a tricky game for Michigan young quarterback uh, against a defense that they're going to want to stop the run. And I think Iowa probably can stop the run as good as Blake Quorum has been. I'm not sure if they'll get Donovan Edwards back for this game or not, but I'm not sure that Michigan's offensive line, if they struck, they struggled a little bit with Maryland. I think if they struggle a little bit with Maryland, I think they're struggle a lot with Iowa. And Iowa is just – it's one of those places to play that you just get a little nervous, especially if you have a top five ranking attached to your name, right? The past few years, last year Penn State went in there, lost. 2017, Ohio State went in there as the number – I think the number four team in the country or the number three team in the country. Got blown out 55-24. to The year before that, Michigan went in there with a top four ranking, lost on a last-minute field goal. Like, Iowa – is and I don't care how bad Iowa is, Iowa is just a tough place to play, and especially when you have a young quarterback, I know McCarthy is talented, and I think the receivers are good they're not I don't think they're great, but I think they're good, but i I just think they're gonna force McCarthy into some bad situations into some bad throws. I think Iowa will be ahead in this game some point in the second half. But I think Michigan's got too much. I think Michigan's got too much for Iowa for them to hang on. I like I like Michigan to win this game 24 to 13. I think I yeah, I just think I think Michigan will, will give up some sort of pick six think i will score a couple field goals but i think at the end of the day i think mccarthy has enough talent both in in his arm and in his legs i think to get enough points on the board to outlast the hawkeyes so i like michigan in this game they 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 get right to 11 they get right to that number so that is at 12 p.m on fox 330 we have three games at 3:30. First is Rutgers at number three, Ohio State. Ohio State is a 40 and a half point favorite, which is just absurd. It's absurd to, to, to think that people think they would beat a team by six touchdowns. And I get it, It's it, Rutgers has traditionally struggled. I do think Ohio State is going to come out a little sleepy. You know, it's a 3:30 kick. Uh, they just had a big game against Wisconsin where every, you know, it's under the lights and, you know, Rutgers, you know, they've, they've offered some resistance, you know, I know they played Iowa last week, but they held Iowa defensively. Like they didn't let them run all over them. You know, Rutgers was three, and going into that game. I, I don't think Rutgers is going to do much. I do think Shiano probably going to have a bunch of trick plays up his sleeve. So I because of that, I think Ohio State's probably going to do – like I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win comfortably. But I wouldn't be surprised to see like a 49-17 score where they don't cover, but they look good. and But Rutgers is able to, to do something. And – I at maybe forty nine seventeen, maybe even fifty six seventeen. I st- I don't think they're gonna cover. Like I think Rutgers is gonna do enough, whether it's a trick play or a blocked punt or they just they're playing against second and third stringers where they get a, a backdoor cover maybe. But I I think but Ru- I, th- <laughs> I think Rutgers is going to have enough juice to avoid. Having Ohio State cover that huge spread. Also at 3 30, I think another game that's probably going to be a blowout. Northwestern at number 11, Penn State. That's on ESPN. Penn State is a 25 and a half point favorite. I like this to be like a 45 to 13 game. Northwestern just is not good. And I think Penn State is going to stop Evan Hull I think their secondary might be the best secondary in the conference again I think they're going to force Hylinski, Ryan Halinski into some bad throws and I think Penn State's going to lean on the running game I think Sean Clifford is going to have a, a, a few big time plays and I, again I like Drew Allard to get in in the second half and maybe get uh, have a couple of wild plays to extend the lead I, I really like Penn State. One thing to note, though, this is the last tune-up game before maybe the toughest stretch for a Big, big Ten team uh, this year. So Penn State gets Northwestern, then they get a bye, and then they play Michigan, Minnesota, and Ohio State back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. At Michigan, home against Minnesota, home against Ohio State. That's, that is a murderer's row, in the conference right now. So Penn State this is a game to kind of see okay, what do we need to work on going into the bye week because once they come back from the bye it gets very real very quickly. Also at 3:30, Michigan State at Maryland. This is a very intriguing game for both teams. Michigan State needs this win I think to have a shot to go to a bowl game. Maryland needs this win to show that they can take the next step as a program. I think if Mar- I think if Maryland loses this game, they'll go to a bowl game, but like they've gone to a bowl game. That's not where they want to stay. They want to advance. Whereas Michigan State, I think, is coming back to reality that their roster has not been good. You know, they they really overachieved. And people are saying Mel Tucker doesn't deserve that big contract. Give him time. He went 11 and 2 with one of the worst rosters in college football last year because he hit in the transfer portal. He has not had the same success in the transfer portal this year. That's why they're 2 and 2 and they've got a tough schedule. And so this is this is a make make or break game for both teams. I think for Michigan State to kind of stop the bleeding, I think for Maryland to be able to get over the hump. I think this is a terrible matchup for Michigan State. And honestly, I think one of the reasons why Michigan State's in a lot of trouble this year is because it's not necessarily because they're a, an awful team, but if you look at their own division, four out of the seven teams have really good receiving cores and pretty good passing quarterbacks. And that is Michigan State's kryptonite right now. Their secondary stinks. It's awful. And I say that. No disrespect to any of the players in that, but right now they just don't have they don't have the right scheme or the right guys to be in in the defense that they're in. And you've got Maryland who's got a great receiving core, a pretty talented quarterback, and Tegeviloa. I think Maryland wins 38 to 21 because I don't think they're going to be able to stop that passing attack. So I like Maryland big in that game. I think they they cover. Um it's an eight and a half point spread, and then the last game of the week: Indiana at Nebraska. Nebraska is a five point favorite, and while Iowa has been, I or not Iowa, Indiana, sorry, Indiana three and one. I think they overachieved. I, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to do much beyond what they've already done, and that's not again not a slight to Tom Allen and his his team. I just think they've overachieved already. And while Nebraska has struggled, they're reeling because of everything that's happened with their coach, with Scott Frost and all that. I do think Nebraska is going to win this game because I think Indiana, they're not the best on offense. Like you look at Connor Basilac and you look at his stats, you're like, oh, he's, he's been pretty good. He has... Had to throw the ball two hundred times to get to not even twelve hundred yards. So he's not even averaging six yards an attempt. I don't think they can run the ball that much. Even though Shivers, I think is a he's a decent tailback, but they don't have the juice to to really run the ball well. I think Anthony Grant is going to be a big key in this game. I think Nebraska gets on track. I think Nebraska wins twenty eight to seventeen, and. I don't think it's going to signal a huge turnaround, but I do think that the discipline and the ownership of Mickey Joseph is going to pay dividends, especially them coming off of that bye week. Accountability and toughness. That's that's what I want to see from Nebraska. Can they be tough and can they hold each other accountable when they make mistakes? I think they do that. I think Nebraska wins this game and I think it's a feather in the cap of Mickey Joseph, even though if I don't, know, I don't think he's going to be the coach long-term. But I, I do think it's it's an opportunity for him to really put his mark on this team now, now that he's leading the team. So those are my week five picks in the Big Ten. Again, not, not picking any non-conference games just because I, I just don't feel like I have the best handle on some of the other teams out there. Probably the, the one thing I would say, Alabama is playing Arkansas this week. Alabama's going to kill them. That's just just saying. Arkansas's not that good. And I think we're going to see that this week. Uh, Alabama's going to crush them. So um, that's my one non-conference prediction. I will try to get a recap video up or recap pod up Sunday or Monday. So uh, just to recap everything that happened to the Big Ten and nationally. But this has been the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. Again, leave a review send me an email. Let me know what you think. So thankful for you guys. Thanks for listening. Take care. God bless.